Brambia conquers the mad one, whilst Vanderpool has his just desserts. Here's Quick Link Podcast. Welcome back to the show on Sunday the 21st of February. The World Tour got underway today with the first of seven stages in the UAE Tour, whilst there was a race that all of us definitely cared about before the weekend, with Haute Var coming to a conclusion up the Col de la Madone. Also, there was a little bit of cyclocross news, and I'll start with that. As they did a fortnight ago, Lawrence Swake and Denise Betzimer were the winners today in what was the final elite cyclocross race of the European season. Swake won from fellow Belgian Quinten Hermans with Dutchman Lars van der Haar third. In the women's race at Oostmala, Denise Betzimer took back-to-back wins and her eighth victory of the season, coming home ahead of Sanacant and Inge van der Heiden. In Portugal, your new elite national champions are Mario Costa and Ana Sá Santos, while in France, Nathan Bommenel and Lina Bergier have taken the delayed French junior crowns. The UCI Cyclocross World Cup begins on the 10th of October. Gianluca Brambilla took his fifth race win and first GC with a commanding ride to the top of the Col de la Madone on today's third and final stage of Tour des Alpes Maritimes at Duvar. He was one of 24 riders within 13 seconds of race leader Michael Woods as the flag dropped in Blausax today and did enough to gap his rivals by 18 to take the spoils for Trek Segafredo. Continental setup Sam Michel Aubert didn't take to the start line this morning as a member of the team had returned a positive Covid test. The team haven't yet confirmed the identity of the individual nor whether they are rider or staff. FTJ were the commanders of an 18-strong break that went very early on in the day. Brambia was part of that large group and he was the strongest man standing at the 10k mark when he turned on the afterburners and gunned it to the finish. The 33-year-old Italian, who has lived in nearby Monaco for several years, says he knows the roads inside out, though he had to negotiate the race's finale without a race radio after a battery issue. The fierce pace of the break whittled the riders away to down to just 10, while eventually just Teo Gegenhart, Brambia, Gorka Izaguerre and three from FDJ including Bruno Amarel remained. The bunch closed in just as the break split and the climbers accelerated away. Stage 1 winner Balka Mollema was in the mix, as well as Jakob Fuglsang and Dan Martin, but when Brambia opened the taps, he paced himself perfectly to the line. Four riders came over at 13 seconds down, that's Gagan Hart, Ben O'Connor, Rudy Mollard and Valentin Madouas in that order, and the race against the clock began for race leader Michael Woods to defend his jersey. In the end, he stopped it at 18 seconds, and the yellow jersey shifted to the shoulders of Brambia by just five. The GC then is Gianluca Brambia of Trek, followed by Michael Woods of Israel Startup Nation and Brambia's teammate Balka Mollema, third. Fourth is Rudy Millard, fifth Ben O'Connor, sixth David Galdo, seventh Valentin Madouas, eighth Jakob Fogelsang, Nara Quintana is ninth and Teo Gegenhart is tenth. Leading Brit going into today's stage was Ben Tulit, just 19 years old, but he eventually cracked on the slopes of the Madone and came home a respectable 17th on GC. Now it's time to hear from Tom Portsmouth again, as he's going to report on day one of the UAE tour. You can find his blog at tomportsmouth.co.uk. He also contributes to the British Continental blog, and you can find him on our weekly waffle, and he's on Twitter at T-O-M-P-E-Y-1-3. Here's Tom. The UAE tour in the heart of the Middle East is typically one of a boring nature because of the long, arrow straight flat roads. Of course, barring Jabal Hafid. There are also never many people on the side of the road, which makes you think, ideal for COVID, right? The UAE Tour is a sprinter's paradise, but clearly a race they cannot win overall, despite winning the majority of the stages. 
This year's edition has drawn the interest of many top name sprinters, like that of Sam Bennett of the Kona Quickstep, Caleb Ewan of Lotto Sudal, Jasper Philipson of Alperson Phoenix, and Giacomo Nizzolo of Quebec Assos. So definitely a race where we'll see more fist pumping from the bromance of Bennett and Ewan, whilst also seeing who, out of this extensive list of sprinters, has had the best preparation this winter. Like all other early season races, it will certainly set the scene for the 21 season and, we can, and what we can expect from each rider. To the stage then, stage one was far from the boring affair of ride, chat and start winding up with five kilometres remaining. No, today had a thought in its side, the wind. The UAE has an abundance of the thing. It can make the simplest of days into what are difficult you have to deal with throughout the whole season. Today's riders had to contend with 110 kilometres riding along the barren stretches of tarmac. With our 81 kilometres remaining, we were shown who was in the front group. To everyone's surprise, I'm sure, Adam Yates, formerly of Dave Rayner, was isolated from any of Grenadiers, an appropriately rare case considering they've got the king of crosswinds, Luke Rowe, and the powerhouse, for want of a better word, Philip Agana. Other main protagonists included Matthew Vanderpol and Pade Pogaccio, who appeared to learn from his mistakes of the Latour 2020, where he lost vast amounts of time to Roglic and other general classification contenders on the rapid stage won by Wout van Aert. Key sprinters that made the split included master of the conditions and also returning from an emergency heart surgery, Elie Viviani of Cofidis. And you're only as good as your last race, Anando Gaviria. The exciting young talent who is literally head and shoulders above the other riders, David Decker of Jumbo Visma. The gap was maintained at 1 minute 30 seconds for over 80 kilometers before extending to 3 minutes and 36 seconds, checked at 18 kilometers. As Brian Smith said, the overall is gone and the teams are disappointed. But thankfully for us, Pogachar and Yates, the big rivals this time last year, both in the wrong group and separated by only a few bonus seconds. So we are potentially in for an exciting week of racing. So as traditional with the UAE tour, the action begun to pick up with 10 kilometers to go when Quickstep, without their main man Bennett, began launching moves left, right, center, and over the top. A true tactic show for young riders to be watching. Their main reason for this, simply, no one wants to come to line with Matthew Vanderpoel especially after a hard, classic-like day in the crosswinds. It was apparent UAE wanted to impress home sponsors with TT specialist Mikael Björk setting the pace for their sprinter, Fernando Gaviria. The Colombian, I must say, has complete suplice in this saddle today, appearing to be like his old self again, which is great to see. When he is on form, he is a true sight to behold. Matteo Cantaneo of the Koenig Quickstep launched with five kilometres for his bid for the win. Putting in a searing attack when the pace lulled, tactical perfection. He held a gap of 15 seconds, which slowly creeped down, with Gaviria eventually being the one to the gap. A bit far for a sprinter, but he has vast experience from the track. 1.6 kilometers is com not completely out of his comfort zone. Vanderpol ominous, as he usually is, was right up there, playing Viviani, who opened up out for final corner, but due to his recent heart surgery, had no kick to contend with the best sprinters out there. So Vanderpoel, with his glassy sprinting style on the bike, came around easily for the win, 
with Decker close behind on his wheel. A true show of the classics, riders' strength, to still put out an incredibly powerful sprint after those tough attritional miles. In relation to Gaviria's suplex on the bike, I put suplex, you either have or don't. It's very hard to acquire through training. Not impossible, just extremely difficult. With suplex comes power, and having power brings victory, so it is usually the case that the most stylish, smooth rider in the peloton wins the race. Take Michael Woods from yesterday's Tour de Alpes Maritime. Sure, he makes it work for him, but he is, his way of riding is not style. It's, it's not classy, especially compared with the of fan favourites, Matthew Van der Poel, Wat Van Aert, Tadej Pogacar and Mark Hirsch. Your eye is constantly drawn to the subtle nature with which, with which they ride the bike. And for me, it makes me truly smile and admire a rider like this. First on the stage with Matthew Van der Poel of Alpecin Phoenix. Second, David Decker of Jumbo Visma. Third, lead out man, Mark, Michael Morkoff of uh, the Koenig Quickstep. Fourth, Emil Lippe of Trek Segafredo. Fifth was Elio Viviani of Cofidis, a great performance. Sixth, Tade Pogaccia of UAE Team Emirates. Seventh, Anthony of Groupama FDJ. Eighth, Chris Harper of Jamba Visma. Ninth, ja Joao Almeida of the Koenig Quickstep. And tenth was Fausto Bernarda, also of the Koenig Quickstep. There we are. Thanks, Tom. That was obviously Tom Portsmouth, and he'll be back tomorrow, as will I, and hopefully so will you. We'll speak to you on Monday. Bye. You've been listening to Quick Link Podcast, and you can find all of our previous episodes, email the team, or leave us a voice message for inclusion on a show at quicklinkpod.co.uk. Catch us every day for a daily microdose of pro cycling headlines, rotating regular segments, as well as feature-length interviews and roundtable chats. This show is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and YouTube and you can find us across social media by searching Quick Link Pod. We'll speak to you tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs>